0: Hello and welcome to It's Time for Affordable Housing. I'm your favorite host LaShondra Grace, the apartment lady, founder of Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation, principal in For The Children Academy Foundation, and owner of the Apartment Lady LLC. Hey, how are you guys? I'm so excited to be here. I say that all the time, right? But I really am excited to be here. And so, Before I get started, you guys know I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. I can't do nothing without him, and you know that I don't want to. All right, so that being said, let's start with our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in praise and thanksgiving, saying thank you for your grace, mercy, love, understanding, wisdom, knowledge, healing provision in the name of jesus now father before i come before your throne i ask that you forgive my sins and the sins of the souls that's under the sound of my voice even up until this very second you said if i put my plans before you you will establish them here are my plans i plan on giving out accurate information i plan on meeting the listeners where they are father making it plain and clear I plan on stopping as many evictions as possible, Father, in the name of Jesus. I plan on providing second chance rentals in the name of Jesus. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So everybody know that I'm getting my information and content from Quora.com. Okay, so... I have two spaces on Quora. One is eviction without an s, eviction without an s. The other one is the rental market after COVID-19. It's currently the housing market. I'm just waiting to change the name, you guys. So, the housing market after COVID-19. Okay. And so the question that we're going to deal with today is dealing is talking about security deposits for rent. So, The question is, how do I deal with a landlord not protecting a deposit and not reimbursing it? Okay, the first answer is from an owner, a Rental Rental King Real Estate Services, LLC. Alrighty. And she said, she said, how would you know that the landlord is not protecting your deposit? Have you had a look at his bank account to see what the balances are? Have you looked at his books and records on yours and other properties they may own? Generally speaking, you shouldn't be concerned. If your landlord owns the property and does not return your security deposit after you move out as provided in the provisions of your lease or a local court, then you can certainly obtain a judgment in your favor and place a lien on their property for what the court would determine is due to you. Your options can very dramatically change depending on the, your local laws and regulations. Do not take anybody's opinion here for effect. Most people have good intentions to help you, but unless they're legal experts in your specific local area, odds are you will not have the complex fact, the complex facts. Check with your local government, community housing information center, state, county, city regulations, or local attorney. Okay. So... She was right. Um, I, You know, that question said, how do I deal with a landlord not protecting a security deposit? Okay, so the RTLOs, the Residential Tenant Landlord Ordinances, um, there's a blanket set of ordinances, but each state adopts their own ordinances, and it depends on the atmosphere in that state. However, in all ordinances... Um, it says that the landlord is supposed to give you your security deposit back. So in some states, the landlord has to keep that security deposit in an interest bearing savings account. And if you, like if you have a year lease, and you renew the lease, the landlord is supposed to give you that interest, even if it's a dollar and the interest is very cheap, but even if it's a dollar, he is, he or she is supposed to give you that interest. Now, when you get an apartment, you know, you you pay the first month rent and a security deposit. That security deposit is 100% refundable. Now, if you have a year lease, The landlord is expected to um, um, honor normal wear or tear. But if you do anything other than normal wear or tear, and I'm talking about holes in the walls, um, kitchen cabinets, doors broken, um, doorknobs broken, things like that, the landlord can repair Um, their unit and take that out of your security deposit, but they're supposed to give you a detailed list of what they repaired and how much it costs, right? And then they're supposed to give you the balance. If the landlord do not return a security deposit, most states Um, will allow you to sue that landlord but not only sue that landlord for your security deposit when you get a lawsuit for a security deposit you're able to get double your security deposit so if your security deposit is $1,000 and the landlord does not return it or don't give you a detailed itemized list of what they repaired and how much it costs you can sue them and get $2,000 in court, right? Because the RTLOs, the residential tenant landlord ordinances, are laws. And the landlord has completely broken that law when it comes to security deposits, okay? Let's go to the next one. How do I deal with a landlord not protecting a deposit and not reimbursing it? Okay. So this one, this answer, I'm not sure what you mean by not protecting a deposit. When I was a landlord, I had three separate bank accounts. One was strictly for a security deposit, one was for rent, and one was for personal use. Not all landlords do it that way. I did because I own my rental properties outright and could do it this way. Many landlords had mortgages And had to use the rent payments for their mortgage. However, I would like to think that most would have separate accounts for the security deposits. But I have no clue if that truly is a requirement or if it's just smart landlords did it that way as to not spend the security deposit that the tenant may get at the end of the lease when they move out. However, if you moved out, which I'm assuming, you are absolutely sure that you are entitled to your security deposit? Question mark. Many tenants assume this, but none actually follow up with the landlord and just do about it, wondering where it is instead of calling the landlord to find out the status, um, find out what the status is. Perhaps you damaged the rental unit more than you believe you did. A landlord takes into account the usual wear and tear, but after that, anything that may need repair, such as a broken window screen or a burnt out light bulb in the fridge, a clogged sink, a stain in the carpet that wasn't there before, etc can come out of the tenant's security deposit. I had to deal with minor things many times and made several attempts to fight this. However, I always had a video and photos of before they came, they became tenants and after they left. I began the video before I even touched the doorknob because if the doorknob had issues, That could also come out of the security deposit because I make sure that everything in my rental unit is working as it should. I was very meticulous Um, when it comes to my units. I had videos of everything. I never lost a case in court and only one person ever took me to court. The others, after I showed them And their attorney, the footage, would drop the case and agree that they were not entitled to that security deposit. I was very organized and and a detailed landlord. I learned that early on, it helped that um, I uh, once was a tenant myself. So when I became a landlord, I wanted to make sure that I was not going to lose money on my investment. And so, I mean, she... Was very detailed because she said she's very meticulous and very detailed, and yes, she was. She was very, very detailed in her answer, but then she brought up um, what I said before: anything above normal wear or tear, it comes out of your security deposit. Now, like I said, most states require. There, you know, I won't say most states, a lot of states require the landlord to put the security deposit in an interest bearing savings account. But that's why they came up with these non-refundable move-in fees, because non-refundable move-in fees, there are no laws attached to the non-refundable move-in fees. However, um, a lot of small landlords, they don't keep records and that's why that interest bearing savings account was required had became a requirement because tenants were complaining that the landlords were not returning their security deposit and so that was one of the ways that they wanted to make sure um, the government wanted to make sure that the landlords kept that security deposit by requiring them to keep it in an interest-bearing savings account. And they could do an audit on that account at any time. They just don't know. I like the fact that she um, was very meticulous about what she did. She took pictures and videos of before and after. I wish all landlords did that, okay? Okay, the question is, how do I deal with a landlord not protecting security deposit and not reimbursing it the next answer is I don't know what you mean by not protecting it so I can't answer that in Colorado failure to release a security deposit or the legitimate remainder of the deposit is a civil issue the tenant files a lawsuit a civil suit and it works against the landlord to prove that the deposit was withheld illegally or past the statutory deadline when you prevail in colorado colorado you will be awarded a triple damages for the amount of money outstanding and court fees and service fees most landlords will figure out how to get your deposit to you when they are reminded of that consequence research the laws in your state then write a letter certified return receipt that tells the landlord exactly when you want your money remind the landlord that there are statutory limits on how long deposits have to be returned and how expensive failure to do so is and so this is a landlord in urban southern um, Colorado and completely right. Now I'm shocked because in Colorado, I talked about you can, the tenants can get double the security deposit if they have to go to court and they have, and they'll get their court fees and any type of service fees as well. But in Colorado, the tenants can be awarded triple the damages. Okay. And I like that this landlord, you know, told the tenant, told you what to do if your deposit wasn't returned to you and also uh the landlord mentioned how long they had to return your deposit because some states have a time limit 30 days to return your deposit or give you an itemized detailed list of the costs and the damages okay all right let's go to the question again how do i deal with a landlord not protecting a security deposit and not reimbursing it the next answer is okay what did i do the next answer is i'm not sure what you mean by protecting a deposit When you moved out, you should have done a walkthrough with the landlord. At that time, you should have identified any potential problems. Beyond normal wear or tear, you're responsible for the cost to repair or replace things. For example, if you broke a door, that is not normal wear or tear. You are responsible for the cost of repair or replacement. If your landlord has not returned your deposit, then you can certainly... um, You certainly have actions that you can take. You should first start with contacting the landlord and ask why your deposit was not returned. If you do not get an answer or a satisfactory answer, you then get the courts involved. So I just want to, and and this landlord is right, um, but everybody is saying the same thing. I don't know what you mean by protecting a deposit. And that brings me back to what I said before. Some states require the landlord to put the security deposit in an interest-bearing savings account. And so the only way that a tenant can know if the landlord is protecting, quote-unquote protecting their security deposit, is if they don't get that interest, okay? So, we'll go to the next answer, and the question is, how do I deal with a landlord not protecting a security deposit and not reimbursing it? And so, we're going to the fourth answer, and this answer is coming from a landlord, uh, 10 years, tenant for 35 years, and five states, Okay. I don't know what you mean by protecting a deposit. When a prospective landlord lets you know that you've been selected and approved to rent one of his units, you will have to sign a lease. You pay your first month's rent and a security deposit. Make sure to get a receipt every time you make any payment to that landlord. Absolutely avoid paying in cash. If a landlord insists upon cash as a tender, red flags should go up. That could be a sign that he may not be the owner or owner's agent. It may be a sign of other financial and proprieties. If you decide to rent a unit from a landlord who insists on you paying in cash, make the payment in person. Do not ever give it to a housemate or a friend of his. Do not ever leave it somewhere for him to pick it up. Get a receipt every time. You don't ever want to get a phone call asking you where the rent is after you've paid it. If he refuses to give you a receipt, don't move in. If you still must have this unit, pay your rent in person and bring a witness with you. Video record yourself counting out the cash outside the door and handing it over to him and counting it out. If he objects to that, well, then I don't know what to tell you. Wherever you decide to move, make sure you do a detailed walkthrough inspection of the unit with him. If there's any pre-existing damage at all, you want to know it and you want him to know it too. Take dozens of photos and videos of your own in addition to his get close-ups and wide-angle shots you he should create a document with everything listed on it get a copy from him make your own copy too even if he gives you a copy of it and especially if he doesn't write everything up give him a copy of yours and make him sign the receipt when it comes to time to move out You absolutely wanna make sure that you're not getting charged for any damages that were already there. Slick landlords will try to avoid the walkthrough so that they can charge newbie tenants for damages that were already done. They typically have three weeks to return your deposit. Half Half of the time, tenants are either too tired from moving or too far away to fight any deduction from their deposit. Even if they get and that's if they get anything back at all, slick landlords count on that. Make sure your unit is as clean or cleaner than when you moved in. They will charge you top dollar if they have to do any cleaning. And this um, this landlord, landlord, ten years, tenant, thirty-five years in five states, and he was completely right. Um, and and so I'm I'm gathering that he had a problem with slick landlords okay he said he was a tenant 35 years in five different states and so he talked a lot about what you should do like you should avoid paying your rent in cash and if you have to pay your rent in cash then you should get a receipt and and that just goes to say get i mean make sure everything is in black and white you guys when you decide to take a place Do your walkthrough, okay? Take pictures, take videos of everything that's wrong, okay? Because if you're with a, quote unquote, um, as this landlord said, a slick landlord, then yeah, they're going to try to keep that security deposit. And he was right. Most tenants don't even fight for that security deposit for several reasons, right? And he listed some. They're too tired after moving or... They moved away um, too far away and, you know, it's just not worth it. And he also said that some landlords rely on that. And he was, he was true. He was right. Everything you guys need to be in black and white. Take your time. This is a contract that you're getting in. I don't care if it's a month contract, a six month contract, a year contract, a lease is a contract and you have to protect yourself at all costs and the only way you can protect yourself is by recording getting everything in black and white because when you go to court they don't want to hear stories everything in court is in black and white right if you got proof you can possibly win the case if you don't have proof then it's your word against the landlord Okay, so the question is, and and this landlord also said, I don't understand what you mean by protecting a deposit. And I'll tell you guys again, this person asked that question about not protecting a deposit. That means that they're possibly in a state where the landlord is supposed to keep the security deposit in an interest bearing savings account. Okay. So the question is, how do I deal with a landlord not protecting a security deposit and not reimbursing it? And I am going to read one more answer. This person is a landlord and from the UK. And it says, this sounds like a UK question. If you rent an entire property, e.g. a house or a flat, and you pay a deposit, the landlord has to submit that deposit to one of several approved schemes and give you details of that scheme within 30 days. This is to protect you from unscrupulous landlords, Would uh, unscrupulous landlords who would retain the entire deposit for minor or trumped-up charges when you move out. They might claim that they had to replace the carpet when you left, but if you left them clean, then that's not a problem. They might claim you had damages um, to an appliance, uh, appliance or something when it had already been showing wear and tear at the outset, when a deposit uh, when deposits are in a protective scheme, the landlord and the tenant have to agree how much, if any, should be retained at the end of the tenancy. If they don't agree, and a, an independent um, person will make a ruling based off whatever evidence exists. If you pay a deposit and the landlord fails to protect such a scheme and or fail to tell you which scheme it is, and you can have your, and then you can get your own login details for it, they are in breach of this legislation. It may be worth you're while wow, sending this link to your landlord and pointing out that the sentence the court may also order the landlord to pay you up to three times the deposit within 14 days of making the order um, if they still elicit no response you should talk to your local citizen advice office and ask them about getting a court order there is an application fee for the court order, not for the advice, but there may be help available if you can't afford that fee. Having said all that, the legislation does not apply if you are renting a room rather than an entire property. In that case, it is still worth speaking to citizens' advice to see what your options are so i like that this answer came from the uk but however this answer um so still, this person may be in the uk because this landlord talked about protecting the security deposit so that's a uk thing and then he also came up with um he got a um A Link, so I'm gonna follow that link. It's the gov.uk Tennessee deposit protection I'm gonna follow that link Just to see um, What they're talking about and guess what you guys when I tried to follow that link it wouldn't let me so okay We're gonna let that go however So this person must be in the UK. Oh my gosh! You just—you never know, especially on Quora, right? On Quora, you never know because people are answering these questions from all over the world. Okay, but this landlord from the UK realized um, that that person was in the UK. Because everyone in the United States is like, what do you mean by not protecting a security deposit? But this UK landlord was like, okay, that's a common, you know, term when it comes to security deposits in the UK. So you guys, the bottom line is this. Everything has to be in black and white. I mean, this is your life. You're signing a contract. You have to make sure that you protect yourself. I know there. I mean, in Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation, we deal with um, tenants that have may have rushed to move in, or they may be you know, um, homeless and they took, you know, the first place they, they got, you know, and they're desperate, their backs are up against a wall, things like that. And then they don't take their time out to protect themselves. You have to protect yourself. If you don't protect yourself, no one else is. It's up to you to protect yourself when you're signing a lease. Okay. Well, this is my show. You guys know I'm Lashandra Grace, the apartment lady, and I'm so excited, and I thank you guys for listening. I mean, you guys are listening um, in about 10 different countries. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I just want to tell you about a promotion that's going to roll out soon in the Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation. We're trying to educate 500,000 tenants on their tenants' rights. I am so excited to roll this promotion out because let me tell you, all of these evictions that's happening, and I say they are pandemic-caused evictions. That's rolling out the courts. I mean the the news um, channels. And the newspapers, they're not really covering these evictions. I can't believe how quiet it has been. But, apart from the Housing Rentals Foundation, you know, we're getting people um, that's been evicted all the time. And so, I know about these evictions. And, and this is talking about in every state, okay? We're even getting people from Canada. But if you know your rights, right? That will prevent a lot of your problems. And we realize that. And that's why we want to educate tenants on their rights. I mean, I joke about this, but it's so true. When I rented my first apartment, nobody told me, oh, girl, you better, uh, Learn your tenant's rights before you sign that lease. Nobody tells you that, okay? Nobody tells you about your rights and your laws and your responsibilities and the landlord's rights and their laws and their responsibilities. And so, tenants, they go into these leases and these tenancies blind. You don't have to be blind in this. You just need to learn your rights. I mean, it's as important as knowing... When you first start driving, you have to learn, you know, the rules of the road before you can get a driver's license. It's the same thing with a tenancy. You have to know the rules and the laws before you sign a lease. I don't care if you're 18 or 80. It's time to expose All of the tenants to their rights and their laws as a tenant. It's time to teach people how to be a tenant and what's expected of them. It's time to teach people what they should be expecting from their landlords. Okay. This is me, Lashandra Graves. If you're threatening an eviction or you're looking for a second chance rental, we work all over the United States. Go to www.theapartmentlady.org, www.theapartmentlady.org and uh, fill out an application. You're going to um, go to the website and click anywhere where it says become a member Pick the program you want to get into and then we'll get back to you and we'll let you know what program you were uh, selected for. Okay, I'm out. Thank you guys for listening. And this is It's Time for Affordable Housing.